0: It's dangerous. It's dangerous.
1: Everybody come to the Breakfast Club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're, You're wild. wild. Can I live? You are
0: That's out of control. Way. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. <laughs> Why are y'all so petty?
2: The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy.
3: Captain of this bitch.
2: Angela
0: Yee.
3: I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way.
2: Charlemagne the God. The ruler are rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody.
4: Yo,
5: yo, 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 Good morning, Angela.
3: Good morning, DJ MV.
5: Sound like you underwater. Charlemagne the game
6: Peace to the planet, it's Monday. Good morning.
3: Toronto, what up? This room I'm in is extremely big, so I think it echoes a little. Okay. Oh, you in a where, you where you at? Where you at, you? I am in Mexico. <laughs> oh wow, we can in, do this in Mexico. In Playa del Carmen, yes, we can.
6: Hold yeah, on, oh, so you need to tell me you with us to... Us anywhere. Well, we, all you need is internet.
5: All you yes, need is internet. I, oh, I just wow. hope that the internet is good by the time people get up, because you know once people start using the server, it starts getting a little. It gets the you know the internet gets a little worse. Oh, the Wi
6: Fi,
5: yeah. yeah, the Wi Fi. Yeah,
3: except I'm not using
5: Wi Fi, so. Oh, you plugged in? Good. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Well, how was everybody's weekend?
3: Uh, mine was nice amazing. And I'm in, yeah, I'm in Playa del Carmen. They're doing an opening for Rohan Marley's beach house out here. So I'm out here for that. But in the meantime, I'm just uh, enjoying myself.
6: Okay. Well It was
3: Beautiful.
6: And yeah, mine was very relaxing. It was very uh very light. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel um I didn't feel anything heavy this weekend, which is always a good feeling. It's always a good feeling to wake up and just feel just feel feel light. It'll feel yeah,
5: feel Yeah, mine was yeah. the same. I didn't do much. Uh, if you live on the East Coast, uh, you had a heat wave. Well, the heat wave starts Ooh, it hot. ends today. It's uh, a heat wave is any three days consecutively over 90 degrees. So we had two. Today is going to be the third. And it's been hot. It's been warm outside. But um, I'm, I, was, I didn't do much at all. I just relaxed, man. That's, that's the best thing about it. I relaxed. I went to my parents' house, uh, visited them, made sure their air conditioning was on, make sure they were good money, make sure everything was good with them because I knew it was going to be hot. I also met with the uh, senator of that side of Queens. His name is Senator uh, Leroy Comrie. And we just talked about things that we could do for the kids and the youth out in Queens to help uh, to make sure violence stays down and to give them more activities. He's been in, the, in that area for like 30, 40 years. So it was good to just sit down and speak with him. So that, that was pretty, pretty fun. But had a good weekend, man. I really, really had a good weekend.
2: Yeah,
6: me too. I didn't do nothing. got drunk by accident on Saturday. You know, you be at the house and you be so comfortable just minding your business. The next thing you know, you're going to drink a whole goddamn bottle of tequila. Not a whole bottle, but almost a whole Goodness bottle. gracious. Oh, yes. sir. Uh, it's a good feeling, huh? All right. That's, I'm a grown man. I'm an adult. Okay. I can do those type of things.
5: All right. All right. Well, let's get this, the show cracking. Buju Bantan will be joining us this morning.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. legendary.
5: Yeah, we're going to kick it with Buju Bantan, talk to him. And uh, we got front page news. What are we talking about?
3: Well, of course, we have to give our condolences to John Lewis's family, so we'll start with that, and then we'll talk about the NFL. All
5: right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Good morning, time.
5: everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Where are we starting, Yee?
3: Well, first, let's start with the rest in peace to John Robert Lewis. He had a, died after a six-month battle with cancer. We just watched Good Trouble also which was a, it's a, it's on Amazon prime video. So if you want to see that documentary, it shows what a great historic civic uh, civil rights leader that he is and was, Mm -hmm. and how he has been honored and respected. His family also released a statement. They said it is with inconsolable grief and enduring sadness that we announced the passing of us representative John Lewis he was honored and respected as the conscience of the U.S. Congress and an icon of American history. But we knew him as a loving father and brother. He was a stalwart champion in the ongoing struggle to demand respect for the dignity and worth of every human being. He dedicated his entire life to nonviolent activism and was an outspoken advocate in the struggle for equal justice in America.
6: Yeah, definitely. Hey, everybody should watch man. um. Everybody should watch the John Lewis documentary, Good Trouble. And I think that anyone giving John Lewis uh, flack for, 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 for getting, you know, beat down and Selma doesn't have the heart to even put themselves in that position. Also, they don't understand the mental strength it takes to put themselves in that position. And, they, and, and and you should go watch how they used to take non-violent training classes to ensure that, you know, they they didn't react to, mm-hmm. to these. Yes, to that was to tough to, to watch. Brutality. Yeah.
3: The classes man. that they had to take to prepare for people to be yelling racist slurs at them and attacking them. And... You know, here's some of uh, John Lewis in his own words. In
2: 1963, we cannot register to vote simply because of the color of our skin. 50 years later, the scars and stains of racism still remain deeply embedded in American society. The mass incarceration of millions of Americans, immigrants hiding in fear in the shadow of our society, unemployment, homelessness poverty of hunger, or the renewed struggle for voting rights. So I said to each one of us today, we must never, ever give up.
5: Ah, rest in peace.
3: Yes, he was only 23 and he was a keynote speaker at the historic 1963 March on Washington. He was a follower and colleague of Martin Luther King Jr. He's been arrested over 40 times, and that is for all yeah. the protests that he participated in. Mm-hmm.
6: 40, yeah, 40 times when he was a protest, and I think five when he was in Congress, if I'm not mistaken.
3: All right, some top NFL players are warning that the season is in jeopardy, and they are demanding that the league do more to combat coronavirus. Well, it looks like a coordinated Twitter barrage happened yesterday with top NFL players across the NFL calling on the league to enhance their coronavirus safety protocols. Russell Wilson posted, I am concerned my wife is pregnant. NFL training camp is about to start, and there's still no clear plan on player health and family safety. Byron Jones said the NFL continues to ignore major health and safety concerns, putting the 2020 season in jeopardy. America wants to watch football, and we want to play, make necessary changes.
6: Yeah, I was surprised about that. I thought they had all of that in place already. I thought that was the main reason that they was even starting the NFL season. I thought that I thought that would have been the first thing they did. Make sure that the, you know, players were protected and that it would be a health, healthy, safe environment for all. I didn't know yeah. they didn't have anything in place.
5: When the players start talking, they don't feel comfortable, that that's a problem. They I mean they should feel comfortable. If players want to play, they can. If not, they they can sit out. But all the players seem like they just don't feel comfortable.
3: Now, rookies are set to report as early as tomorrow, followed by quarterbacks and injured players Thursday and the rest of the rosters July 28th. So that's Mm. what the plan is as of now.
6: I wonder if you get put on injured reserve if you get coronavirus during the season. I wonder about that about basketball and uh, football. I guess we'll see, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, well, that is your front-page news.
5: Alright, get it off your chest 800-585-1051 If you need to vent, hit us up right now Maybe you had a horrible weekend and you're upset Or maybe you had a great weekend and you feel blessed Whatever it may be 800-585-1051 Get it off your chest It's
2: The Breakfast Club, good morning The Breakfast Club It's <laughs> your time to get it off your chest Whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club Hello,
5: who's this? Josh.
0: Hey, what up, Josh?
5: Get it off your chest, brother.
0: Yo, I'm a flight attendant for airlines. I just want to get it off my chest the fact that these people flying with no mask, or they feel like they, you know, nothing's going. Like we just trying to do our jobs. We getting not at, We getting not back. We trying to protect ourselves as well as other people, and we on this flight just as you are and we got to keep the mask on the entire flight four hours six hours doesn't matter we got to keep it on and then when you buy the ticket it says you have it's required to wear mask it's policy and then you walk right. on talking about i don't have to wear it what is the point of you flying? and what is the point of you following policy if you feel like you don't have to wear a mask you feel like somebody's mandating you to do it and you don't want to do it rent a car drive where you want to go
3: right you, got, you can't just be worried about yourself there's other people that are affected And you gotta fly with your mask on, and that's the rule. Or get off the flight.
6: Yep. I thought that it was mandatory, though. It is. That's
3: what he's saying. But but when they get on the flight, people take it off.
0: They want to take it off, or they say they don't feel like wearing it. Or you know, you got those people. Oh, it's not. It's not a law. I don't have to wear it. It's mandated. It's a policy by the company, and the company doesn't follow state rules. It follows federal. You go on by state laws. I don't have to wear it. No, it's Airlines are federal rules, and airline changes their policy policies, mandated to wear masks, have to wear the mask, and they complain. Right. Oh, I don't want to wear a mask this long. I've been flying what, 12 hours. I just did like two, three flights, and I had to wear the mask each and every one. You complain in about two hours. You're going from New York to Florida, and you don't want to wear a mask.
6: What airlines need to do is start passing out parachutes and tell people on the flight if you don't wear your mask, uh we're going to have to ask you to leave mid flight. Well, thank you, brother.
5: You know what? Too, and there's 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 a bunch of different masks, and some masks are heavier than than others. And people should know if it's if you're gonna be with a mask for a long time, carry one of those lighter masks that that's a little easier to breathe. Because some of those masks that people make and they give out, they so heavy you could barely breathe through. So, I, so you, you just gotta get the right mask.
3: And you know it's interesting when you eat or drink anything on the plane too, you have to take it down for a second. So, mm-hmm. hello, who's this? You, what's up, MV? Hey, what up, Trav? Uh, hey, happy birthday, Trav! Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's going on, Charlemagne.
5: Hey, sis. What's the word? Happy birthday, Trav! When's your birthday today?
1: Uh no, my birthday was uh, Saturday. My birthday was Saturday. is that why I'm calling, it's, you know, I myself. All right. It was a re- it was a real one's birthday. You know, that that the good old Cancer energy was in the air. You know, Cancer gang is out here. Okay, <laughs> yes, sir. You know we here, baby. Hey, we we out here. Yee. Yes, sir. Um, Did you um check out what I sent you when I was on your live? You know, I mentioned to you that, that, that Beauty does reggae music. And you was really shocked by that. But she's, she's, she's actually Jamaican. So I sent you, like, a few of her, like, actual reggae records. So you should definitely check yeah, them out. She's, yeah,
3: she's really dope. Uh-huh.
1: All right, y'all.
5: All right, now. Bye-bye. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
4: I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm
2: calling calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
7: Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Sonny out of Miami. Sonny, what's going on? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, I wanted to talk to Charlamagne about... uh, his issue with the 94 crime bill i'm I'm curious he if he's ever actually read the entire bill and what part specifically he has a problem with
6: a part specifically do i have a problem with i'm pretty sure it's the uh mass incarceration that it
7: caused well i mean the, the mass incarceration is supposed to target drugs and get drug dealers off the street so of course it would increase the prison population but what what is the problem with that i mean did you want drug dealers on the street violent drug dealers on the street
6: What's the problem with uh, a, a bill that, that disproportionately puts black and brown people in jail? But b- black people were... Disproportionately that, led, that, led, that, that, led, that led to more prison sentences, led to more prison cells, over aggressive policing.
7: I understand, I understand, but in 1994, if you were alive back then, I know you were back in South Carolina, but in the major cities, we had a major drug problem and a violent drug problem where they were shooting in, in broad daylight for drug territories, and and they were selling poison to our community. So in, if not stiffer sentences or um, you know, putting people in jail, then how would you have proposed to deal with that problem?
6: Um, probably by backing grant programs, you know what I'm saying? Um that not that not, that ninety four crime bill imposed tougher prison sentences at 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 the federal level. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of these people could have could have got some type of reform. You know what I mean? They could have went to rehabilitation for, for not just drug Selling drugs, but for, for drug use. Like, they didn't have to go to jail for 20, 30 years for weed. So is, so they didn't have to go to jail for I'm 20, home- 30 years for a
7: 20 of crack cocaine. So so, what I'm saying to you is if, I, if I'm a homeowner in Flatbush, Brooklyn, and my block is being terrorized by drug dealers who are shooting up the streets, my kids can't walk home safe, what everybody, everybody,
6: everybody, everybody, everybody wasn't shooting though, is What I'm trying to tell you, my brother, if you go to jail for 25, 30 years for a 20 rock, or 25, 30 years for a, 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 a ounce of marijuana. It's like, well, come
7: on. But those drug laws were, were targeted at specific groups of drug dealers. Now, did They were targeted
5: at African-American drug dealers. Yeah. drug dealers. What he's saying is, yeah, you're right. There was drug dealers that were shooting and drug dealers that were shooting broad daylight. But also, it affected drug dealers that put them away for life for having small amounts of marijuana or small amounts of crack cocaine. It doesn't give people I'm a second trying,
6: chance. That's what he's trying, I'm to, trying, to, trying to, to say, expl- sir. I'm, try- I'm trying to explain that to him, but I don't know why that's going over your head so much. Right. Why are you hitting me with these heavy questions early in the morning? I just got here. He's been waiting all week. Hello, who's this?
7: Hey, this is Stephanie. How you doing? Hey,
5: Stephanie, get it off your chest.
7: Hey, ma'am. I'm, I'm just. I feel bad about this stuff. Got that Kanye West, said, uh, Kanye West said about um, Harriet Tubman yesterday. Everything he said was just absolutely inaccurate. Well,
5: you know what's gonna happen. He's gonna. Um, in a couple of weeks, he's gonna clear his Instagram and clear his Twitter. And saying that he needs time, or if he's going to apologize and say that he, he, he was know, uh, dealing with some it. things. I bet you he does. That's what he does every time. You know, he okay. turns the stuff over Kanye, and apologizes.
6: Kanye is dropping an album on July 24th, okay, called Donda. All right, that's that's that's, that's, what, that's what that's what that's what this is. Kanye West is dropping an album on July 24th called Donda, okay, and he, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and nobody and else. We're, and we're fall and we're falling for this, the, the the smoke screen again. All right, Nobody thought he was having a bit time. of a
3: breakdown, though. It looked a little bit
5: like... Absolutely. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. He's going to apologize. He's going to say he had a breakdown, and he apologized, and he's going to delete his Twitter and Instagram. And
7: No,
6: he's not.
5: Watch. He's putting out see? his album
6: July 24th. I'm telling you. He's putting out an album July 24th called Donda. He actually put the track list
5: out this weekend and deleted it. And He's going to delete his Instagram and Twitter and apologize. Why don't you come through the same thing? It seems like it always happens.
6: The sad part is I spoke to Kanye yesterday. And um, you know, well, we'll no talk like about in rumors. Kanye, Kanye is going.
5: Let's Kanye. talk about it in rumors. Well, Kanye let's, talk really about going
3: rumors.
6: Kanye. let's talk about it in rumors. All right. Well, that is
5: get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, ye.
3: I mean, we might as well get right into it. Then let's talk about Kanye West and his first campaign rally.
5: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on breakfast
8: club.
3: So, listen, nah, 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 so Kanye was in South Carolina and he had his first presidential campaign event there. This mm-hmm. happened uh, Sunday evening and that was a day before the state's deadline to file signatures as an independent candidate. He's running as an independent. And amongst the things that he talked about was Harriet Tubman and how she did not really free the slaves.
4: When Harriet Tubman
6: Very disrespectful statement, uh very disrespectful to our ancestors. But it hurts me that I understand what he was trying to say. He was trying to say, even though Harriet freed the slaves, we are still not really free because we could never truly be free in a white supremacist society. Can't like, say nothing said. like that. And yeah, completely know, disrespectful. I know, Definitely I know, but but didn't but come across ever that said, way. Nobody ever said the fight for true freedom and true true liberation was over though. So I don't, you know. Whatever. So, so you spoke to him yesterday. What, what what was the conversation like? Um, exactly what I just told him. What he said was a very disrespectful statement. Very disrespectful to our ancestors. And he was trying to explain to me what he said. He I mean, he explained it in there too, and he was like, you know, you still got to go to work and this and that. But I'm like, yo, work and slavery are two total different things. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're getting whipped across your back, and it's not like you're in you're you're in chains. You know. But I I do understand the concept of us not truly being free that's why you got people out here on the front lines fighting against police brutality that's why intel freedom and 87 protesters got locked up in kentucky last week fighting to get the cops who killed brianna taylor arrested we are not truly liberated in this country but because of people like harriet tubman we are definitely closer to that true freedom
5: so you're the secretary of defense okay okay yes.
3: Yeah. you're doing a great job so far um in addition to that <laughs> it's
6: not what the secretary Kanye- of defense does that would be the secretary of state guys come on y'all went to college
3: Secretary of Defending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now he also talked about abortion. He also invited some young women from the audience to speak on stage about issues that concerns them. And here's what he had to say about abortion.
5: My mom saved my
3: Okay, <laughs> he,
6: wanted, he said he said he wanted to give everybody that keeps a baby a million dollars.
3: A million dollars, and he said abortion should be legal, but that there should be more support for those people who do need it.
6: You know, if they gave people a million dollars for having a baby, you know how many people would be having babies all day yes. long. You know how many people all, be, all day long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, now what if you adopt? Bi- Can that you that still be, get a million? I think he said something like that too. He said like it should be. uh, What did did he call it? Um, uh, I forgot the the term he used, but it was a term that he said. Yeah, even if you adopt a baby, you should get paid a certain amount of money as well. But I'm just saying, if people got a million dollars per baby, that would be the that scam would be better, way better than credit cards.
5: I'm five million (laughs) in right now. You know
2: what?
6: I can do another five. Tax free? Tax free? What? How much do they tax that million?
3: Yeah, get up right
6: now, boy. Now,
3: Kanye, also, <laughs> Kanye also said that marijuana should be free, and he nah, did take it, some don't. questions from the audience. Now, in addition to that, right. he did how, an, how,
6: about, how about making marijuana legal first? How about that? Then make it All free. All
3: right, in, a, in addition, he spoke to Chris Kalin, and she did an interview with him that she posted, and she asked him about who his running mate would be, and here's what he said. So I'm not sure if you heard of Jade Simmons. She is a black woman who's also running for presidency. Have you thought about maybe teaming up with her? So I reached out to
1: Jade to possibly be my vice president, my running mate. You know who my favorite candidate for my running mate is? Who? I'm going to present it as a riddle to you. When we were trying to figure out my website, because everybody kept on stealing my website because now I'm in the dirty game of politics, right? Right. <laughs> so they are stealing every option, right? So what I did is put the initials of
3: this city down and then I put Kanye 2020. Who would that be? Uh, South Carolina. Oh, Sean, uh, Sean Carter, Jay-Z. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be... <laughs> now you would blow some minds with that one because you blew mine. <laughs> Did you present it to
0: him? Man, you know I ain't talked to my brother about... about like hey, I mean, you know,
3: it like might that. be a new day. You never know. You right, might change something. It's all you got to ask. First
0: <laughs> was about drop
6: on the clues bombs for, for the homie Chris Kelly. That's my partner right there. And um, yes, Kanye said Jade Simmons, who we had on last Friday, and just I don't know if he was really thinking about Jay Z or he was just in South Carolina and South Carolina's initials are S C, so that's the he was freestyling. I really don't know.
3: I don't know. You <laughs> think Jay Z would be up for I, the I job or
6: No, I think he'll <laughs> oh, pass. Stop. 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 Y'all stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll pass. Did, I, did anybody stop.
3: talk to Jay Z to check and see if they're yeah, yeah, running yeah, yeah, together? Yeah, yeah. Stop.
6: Stop, stop, stop. Listen, I know people keep saying Kanye isn't mentally well. They say Kanye needs to be on his meds. That may may not be true, Uh, uh, but we have to stop acting like this isn't Kanye. This is who Kanye is. This is who Kanye has always been. Money and status don't change who you are. It magnifies it. Kanye was like this when he was trying to be the best rapper producer. He was like this when he was trying to break into fashion. Now he's like this when he's trying to run for president. Also, we got to stop saying Kanye is a distraction because everything is a damn distraction, and whatever we choose to give energy to is a distraction. We give Kanye West that energy. We don't have to pay Kanye no attention. But we do because he's a, a person who's mastered law thirty seven and the forty eight laws of power, and that is create compelling skepticals.
3: Well, he is a presidential
6: nominee. Oh, stop! There's a hundred <laughs> other right. presidential nominees. You ain't talking <laughs> about none of them. There's, there's literally a hundred other presidential nominees. Libertarian Party, the Green Party. We had Jade Simmons on last Friday, but then you can you, you can ignore those. You can we ignore we can ignore Kanye if we wanted to.
3: We don't want to. All right, to. now take my Sound bite's too good. It is too. Are good. ...are praying. <laughs> And want you to pray for their family as well, as I did do, as I was reading all about this. But Mm -hmm. as you know, Tamar Braxton was rushed to the hospital in the late hours of Thursday, July 16th. And she took some prescription pills. She was drinking. Now the family is speaking out, and they're asking everyone to pray for our family. Uh, Tawanda Braxton, Trina Braxton... And Tracy Braxton all addressed this on their Instagram pages on Friday. And despite all of the drama that's been playing out, they definitely were at the hospital with Tamar, and they are turning uh, to faith right now in their time of need. So fans are making sure that they pray for their family. And we will keep you updated on uh, Tamar Braxton and how she is doing in the hospital. But I don't know if you guys saw this. She did write an email and she's got some issues with her TV network that does their um, show. And she said, this has to do with the cruel white slave masters who once chained our forefathers and the oppressive police forces that now terrorize our communities. You needed to play into the stereotype of this dysfunctional black family. So you preyed on our affairs, you heightened our insecurities, and you turned us against each other. Well, I hope those ratings were worth it because you just, you succeeded in destroying a great black family.
0: Mm.
6: Damn. Prayers up for Tamar Braxton. Man. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, it's, so I don't know why it's, it's, that energy is in the air. I don't know why that 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 energy of darkness, that energy of suicide, is in the air. Like I said, I had two friends commit suicide in the month of June. I don't, and I've heard a lot of people talking about it in ways that I've never heard them talking about it before. I don't know what's going on out here, but I pray that spirit off everybody.
3: Right, and Tamar was responding to WE tv Executives had sent an email They were talking about their efforts To support the black community After the police killing of George Floyd And then she responded with that email And in addition to that They said she was mad that She was supposed to be working with Mona Scott Young As the producer of her new show Tamar Braxton Get Your Life And that was another issue She was unhappy with that person
6: Well Well uh tamar and anybody else you know going through any dark phase of their life pray and go to therapy by the way okay you got to have all that on deck nowadays you got to have therapy you got to have your sacred purpose coach you got to have somebody to constantly talk to figure it out please whatever you go and don't make no permanent decisions off temporary feelings please
3: all right well i'm angela yee and that is your rumor report
6: all right now we
5: got front page news
3: Yes, and we will be giving you an update on what's happening for the NFL season coming up or you know what's not happening. We'll we'll give you those updates.
5: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning everybody, it's DJ N V Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, ye?
3: Well, let's start with the NFL and what's happening. Top NFL players are saying the season is in jeopardy and they want the league to do more to combat coronavirus. Players are demanding to be tested every day, especially given the hot spots that have recently popped up in different parts of the United States. And they also want to make sure they train... Uh, They also want to make sure the trainers, doctors, everybody is getting tested. Um, Russell Wilson posted, I'm concerned my wife is pregnant. NFL training camp is about to start and there's still no clear plan on player health and family safety. Malcolm Jenkins said, it blows my mind that the NFL is unwilling to follow the recommendations of their own experts regarding player health and safety. So those are some of the concerns that they have. They said it's not clear what level of positive testing will require a team to shut down its operations and how that might be handled within the league's schedule. But they did say uh, last week on Thursday, 72 players had tested positive so far.
5: Yeah, that's scary. I mean, that's scary being a player and not knowing and, and not feel comfortable going to work or playing with other players. That's, that's very scary, especially, you know, Russell Wilson talking about he has a kid on the way. Yeah, I get him. I, I'm completely I understand.
6: Yeah, and I also wonder why those things aren't already in in play. I thought that would have been the first thing the NFL did to make it safe for them to even come back. Have yeah. something. Well, in, you know, the season is going to gonna type of
3: kick off on September 10th. The Super Bowl is scheduled February 7th in Tampa, still, and so uh, they're moving forward.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, now Donald Trump. Just did an interview on Fox News Sunday, and amongst the things he was talking about, of course, you know, being right is very important to him, and here's what he had to say.
0: I'll be right eventually. <laughs> well, I will be right eventually. You know, I said it's going to disappear. I'll say it again. But does it's that, going to disappear. Does that discredit And I'll you? be right. I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. You know why it doesn't discredit? Because I've been right probably more than anybody else.
6: Well, what if he's wrong? (laughs) What if COVID-19 doesn't disappear? What if COVID-19 is like, let's say, racism or white supremacy or herpes? What if it doesn't go away? Then what, Mr. President?
3: Well, there's some questions he had to answer about that as well. And here was that part. Trump,
0: he tries to play it down. He tries to make it not seem as serious as it is. No, this is very serious. 75,000 cases a day. Show me the death chart. Well, well, I don't have the death well, chart. Well, the, the death chart is a thousand cases a day. Excuse me. It's all too much. It shouldn't be one case. It came from China. They should have never let it escape. They should have never let it out. But it is what it is. And by the way, I can they're tell you having surgeries. Are are 6,000 in the whole European Union. They don't test. We find cases. And many of those cases heal automatically. We're finding, in a way, we're creating trouble.
6: You know, in moments like that, it really does behoove you just to take your L. I think people can respect it more if you just said, we dropped the ball. We got caught with our pants down. I dismantled the global pandemic team in 2016. I didn't take it serious enough. Hell, I'm not taking it serious now. We effed up. I think people can respect that a little bit more.
3: All right. Well, that is your front page news.
6: All All right. Also, real quick, though, it's amazing. It's amazing that that Trump interview uh, aired yesterday morning. And instead right. of focusing on that, we started paying attention to what the hell Kanye West had to say. And you got to ask yourself one simple question. Joe Biden, where you at? Where are your sound bites this weekend? Okay? <laughs> Joe Biden needs some sound bites for the weekend, all right? Something. Kanye had a point when he said Joe Biden ain't never gave us no hot song or no dope-ass sneakers. That's that's a fact.
5: My goodness. All right. Well, that is your front-page news. Now, when we come back, Buju Banton will be joining us. We'll kick it with Buju, Buju. when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, the Miguel. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest and an icon on the line right now. We have Bojubaanza. Good morning.
6: Good morning, brothers. How are you? Good morning, you the Breakfast Club. Peace, brethren. Happy belated born day too, man. You a cancer man. like me.
8: Yes, Cancers have a very special month If only the Cancerians know that, that their calling is special And whenever they do, they behave like we do Very vocal, very firm, very principled
3: Well, I want to start off by saying congratulations You know, I'm a huge fan of yours You're one of my favorite artists of all time oh, thank
8: you very much
3: Congratulations on Tell Shadow." Thank you very much Going gold thank
1: you.
3: Yes, classic album that I listen to to this day So I just want to first start off by congratulating you on that
8: absolutely thank you very much thank you it was just a lot of a lot of work and um those who know the journey of budge I know that um it's quite hard for a son to get gold after 25 years right it's like the artist could have died in between all of that right <laughs> but then if you, if you look at the dynamics around into the shiloh then you know you, you have to ask yourself that, that time is really the master. Mm. You know, some people, they go as far as say, how do you spend your time? You no, know, that's a misnomer, because you cannot spend time. Mm-hmm. When did you
5: realize you had that gift? And I want to thank you and Yes, you have a gift. And you and Butterfugio... You have also have the
8: gift. We all have the gift. We are all created equally, but not equally appointed. So when you find your appointment, you work earnestly towards it and deliver, because you're not, you did not make yourself. You we were created by the great great I Am. Thank you to Butterfugio and you. I was going to say that
5: before. Y'all took care of my wife. That was her only birthday present. She wanted to fly to see you, and she went to Trinidad. And, no, Barbados. She seen you in Barbados, and she was yeah. so happy. So she's <laughs> making the butter, you can you. But that no was her soundtrack growing up, and now it became my kids' soundtrack growing up because we play it in the house. But what I realized is that a lot of artists nowadays, we don't have that same feeling. It's not that same connection. It's not that same message. So what do you say to Several me? Several
8: things are happening simultaneously. God does not make mistake. My emergence from the dens of prison was timely. I was indeed in preserved for this time. The brothers' music, I cannot knock it. I can say to them and encourage them look at this scenario. You got a kid, and your kid is two, three, four, five, six, seven years old. You're taking that kid to school. And you're playing your music if all your kids here before he go into the classroom i'm gonna effort i'm gonna shoot him up i'm gonna sell this amount of smack on the corner mm-hmm. what are you doing yeah what are you doing as a parent so look at that scenario if the music cannot be played in my car where my children isn't getting jive, and i don't have to turn it down and shut it off. then it's good if the situation i have to take to those measures i need to recalibrate what i'm doing okay. i want something to uplift me I want something to take me someplace else, not to let me wallow in my sorrow, but to give me that strength that let me know Mark is going to be okay. Right. Where can I find it? That's the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bonjour, you know
6: how hard was it to stay this positive when you were in that gated community? When you when you were in prison, how hard was it to stay positive like you are now?
8: Um, if you're a p- in the streets, you're a p- in prison. Mm. It's a much smaller place for it to be revealed. So I was never one in the street, so I couldn't be one in prison. You understand? Mm -hmm. I find myself mentoring a lot of people at one point, you know, driving the car. You find that in those places, those places are designed not only to break the human spirit, but to destroy the very fabric of the human mind. Mm. A weak mind cannot emerge strong from those places, just weaker, because they spend every day trying to subdue it. They are not given the opportunities to learn and expound on new ideas and creative things because, again, they said you're incarcerated, but then there is so much illicit stuff for sale that you wonder if you're really incarcerated. The challenge is, if you are not a man who has no foundation in spirituality, you're like a ship left to the wind. If you have even a modcom, even an iota, you will be okay because then you're in a place where you can cultivate your growth. You know, I was there physically, but not mentally. Never. I lived in my mind's eyes. And in doing so, I cultivated peace, even against my oppressors. Because you cannot tell me that the greatest intelligence apparatus on earth is able to see a needle in an ace that does not know that band is not a drug dealer. So you have to relinquish that bitterness
7: mm-hmm.
8: towards your fellow man. And I, I, and I will not say, Father, forgive them because they know not what they have done. No, I said, Father, forgive them, but they know what they did. <laughs> okay? Yes, sir. All right. And that's
3: going to be really hard for you because you know yourself, right? And then the media puts out a story that you know this is not how things went down, but they try to make it seem like you're engaged in activities that you know yes. that's not.
8: And that is the way it is in United Snakes of America's court system. The world cannot be kept in darkness forever, and sister, the universe is calling out to us. Our wickedness has reached a level that even e- even the angels cry. We have no love for each other. None. We destroy anything and everything that seems or appear to be good. We rush towards the evil. We flee from the truth. We are living an upside down existence, and all this have to stop.
6: B- bougie, you know, you you, you got you had guys set up. Do you think that they targeted you
8: to silence you? Yeah, because there was a WikiLeaks report that came out from 2006 that said, and another group of um, armed men. Uh, I saw like a homosexual in Jamaica and I got away scot free, which was the furthest from the truth. What really happened? I had an altercation with a guy who came out of his mouth the wrong way and had to put him back in place. You know, and he didn't know his affiliation to any group or homosexuals or anything like that. And then he started using that as an angle, and all of a sudden, I find myself my government sent a a, a, a diplomatic attack to the United States Embassy and I was on the radar from 2006. They always talked about neutralizing me. Mm. And then that wasn't a part of God's plan. So the Father removed me from them, you know? Now, but you got, when you came home and and you left that gated community, your first concert, how did that feel? Amazing. Talk about Mm -hmm. that. You know, that concert was also a fulfillment of prophecy. Because it is written that unto Judah shall the gathering of the people be. And the people did gather from the four corners of the earth to see the son of Judah upon his return. Let me say something to you before I I, I go any further. Mm
3: -hmm.
8: Word is power. The word is power. In the beginning was the word. Let there be light and there was light. The word is power. Now if you use the word and you call upon demons, you call upon all kinds of stuff, they will enter the portal. They will enter our realm as elementals. But you... Our dimension in sight is so limited. We might not be able to see them, but we can feel the energy shift. So that concert was also a closing of portal. We have to keep pushing positivity. There's no two way about it. The forces of evil are very strong and they are everywhere. But the forces of we, the good folks, have to keep fighting the good fight with word sound, positive energy, keep telling our brothers we love them. Not only to say, but practice
5: it right right. all right we got more with buju bontan when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club come on <laughs> dj nv Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with buju bontan now after you were released and you did your first concert in Jamaica there were so many people there I seen the video there was black it was white it was Asian there were so many people
8: there yes so the world came to get out in one in one day and we celebrated music, we celebrated reggae music and friends Wayne Wanda, Berry's Ham and DJ Khaled was there in front of mine. You know, Fat Joe said
5: he wanted to go. Fat Joe
8: <clears> said he <throat> heard him that he couldn't go. Fat Joe was like when Joey crack, he, when, when he saw it in flights, because Joey crap, we go way back, you know. People don't even know that, but we me upon Joey even Jabba when he was a little kid. He told me we about up in, in, in the Bronx. Bronx with Fat yes, Joe walking through the macho, hood. In the Bronx. Yeah, so I mean, don't don't guys. Steph Don was there. Chronic, coffee. Just beautiful.
6: Hold on, Bougie. I got, you have to give me a good Fat Joe story. Because Fat Joe is one of the greatest storytellers of all time. I know you and him got a story together. Yeah. Tell us huh? to tell
5: him. I heard he took you in the Bronx. I heard he
8: took you in to the Bronx a couple of times. Tell us about those situations. A couple of times? No, we were always in the Bronx. We'd be at Jimmy's in the night. <laughs> because we normally go to the studio like right? you know what I mean normally when I come to America I would always be in Queens in those days Joey used to drive a, a green Mercedes right so if, I, if I'm at the hotel I could tell this is the car because it would always be lean to one side <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's when he was fat Joe that's when he was really
2: fat fat Joe
8: <laughs> yeah but we had good fun You know what I mean? We make some good music, too. It was always clean fun. You know, I'm a principal man, and, you know, Joey... Joey's a principal man, so we get along fairly well. You know what I mean? We have a couple bumping in the club sometimes and some (laughs) n****s try to act stupid. I mean, brothers acting like (laughs) n****s. We don't like that. We don't go... I really don't go to fight. Now, now Joe told me sometimes you might have had to put hands on somebody once or twice. They said... No, no, listen. You don't want to talk about them things then at this time, Yana, because. Come on, Yannick, what are you doing? <laughs> I, don't know, whole, whole news. I don't like to talk about old things. You know? Hey, he wearing a, a wire, Buju. <laughs> he wearing a wire. He wearing a
6: wire, Buju. Don't listen to so him.
3: So he's a man remember too much. Java <laughs> <laughs> A right there. Let me ask you this, Buju. When you first got home, right, I know your business has always been good. So I know so many people had to be coming at you, asking you to do things. How did you figure out who you could trust, what moves you wanted to make?
8: I don't change my friends. Let's start there. I don't like new friends because I believe it takes time to know a person. I'm too old now to spend the next 20 years trying to figure out somebody. I don't start into that. We can be acquaintance, and mm-hmm. we can be good. But the friendship thing is something I take very dear. It's a brotherly thing. you know. I need time to know you. So I have a few friends. From 1996, I've been with Donna, um, Joey Butterfuke, who've been friends, me, Joey, Khalid, DJ Taro, and Daddy Saw. The, the, um, those are the guys who originally started Mix 96 down here in Miami in 1996. Right after Shiloh, and we became cool. Then Daddy Saw died, and we became even closer as friends, you know what I mean? But when I went to prison, I realized I really need to revamp my whole organization setting. So I called my friend up, and I really didn't have to call him because he was always there for me. DJ Khaled, because, you know, when, me and DJ Khaled, before you guys know him as the DJ Khaled, he, that's my boy right there. He must be honest. He must be loyal. He must have integrity. These are the traits that we have to start advancing our people towards so we can say, Charlemagne I've got $10,000. Hold it for me. I'm going to Timbuktu. And when you come back, you say, Bojo, here's your $10,000, man. How was your trip? You don't give me 9950 and tell me $1 drop in the toilet. And this is the change of that out. You know what I mean? So until we can become a people where we can read and truly, you know, we need to work on these things.
6: You know, you know, buju, I know that I read in Billboard that you don't consider yourself an icon. And I'm, I'm, going, no. back to, I'm, I'm going back to the concert for a second because the Minister of National Security, when, when you came home, he said you didn't deserve a hero's welcome. So I wonder what I wonder what, what your energy is on
8: that. You have to understand. Jamaica is... A, farm, a plantation country. We don't have racism, we don't have classism. Mm. He has an opinion and he's entitled to it because if not dog is entitled to his own opinion and he choose who to bite and not to buy, and who not to bite. But I can tell him one thing: he is not a hero either. I am not an icon. And I am not a hero. I have never claimed to be one. But I don't think he is one either. And I don't think he will ever be one either. And I can assure him that the name Butch Banton will be more remembered than his. What you say his name was again? Don't know. I do you talking I, I, about. <laughs> I, know, I know his title. I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> so, these things, because I didn't live my my, my life predicated on being a, a king of the dance or a king of reggae music or an icon, because I see these, and superstar, all these monikers, I see these titles as things they used to fool my people. Because when you took the title away and you look at the character of the person that they attach these things to, do you want to run far away. I'm just a man with my music. I
3: want to be a servant to the people. You know what I mean? You know what? Did you watch the verses battle with Beanie Man and Bounty Killer? And yes. And what was that like to see them together in the room? That was beautiful. It
8: was and I like the fact that it didn't wild on into a situation where they were arguing and creating more right. division. Mm-hmm. But Unity. Because when people hear about a beanie man and bound to kill a situation, the first thing that comes to their mind is a brawl, an all-out clash. Yes. All-out And they did not do that. They disappoint, all that negativity. And that, to me, was the high point of it all. Besides the fact that over 500,000 people tuned in to my brothers, that, to me, was spectacular. That We did not feed the fools what they wanted. Yeah. Would you do a versus? No.
3: I was talking about that when people were like, What verses would you want to see? I was like, I would want to see Buju, and I was trying to figure out who could you even match up with.
8: You know, one of them something, Me like like more of them things. You do a symposium where we can raise with you, then. You know what I mean? You you, you have enough time to listen to the music. In these three to four months that the world has been locked down, how many people take time to do any introspection? Be a distraction, I see. I will not be a part of it. All I see is distraction left, right, and center. And the people who I think should be vocal are silent. And I've got a grave problem with that. So, no. If one album spans 25 years, can you imagine the whole catalog? How long will that last? Talking
6: that talk, though. No? <laughs> Yo, know, I want to I go back to Instagram because on the song Trust, you said all over Instagram a mess with me psych. So, psych. so what, what aspect of social media messes with your mental health
8: the most? You no, know, when I see how people utilize it, I have to ask myself, why can't my people use these tools? They say we've been fractured and fragmented and divided for so long. And if we've been given all these tools, I just come out of prison and I look at it from this angle. If we've been given all these things, TikTok, Instagram, WhatsApp, why can't we more use it more positively to, to be more effective communicators? Instead of whiling out, posting your meal, posting yourself in your bathroom. So I'm saying, where where's my people headed? Yes, we understand that it can be used to have fun, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when does when does we switch over to use it to move the race forward? All right, we got more with Buju when we come back. Let's get into a Buju Bontan
5: mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. So, I- that was a Buju Bontan mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Buju Bonton Charlemagne.
6: A lot of people will hear you talk Buju and they'll say, oh, he's he talking so positive and he's talking about the effects of the music and the things that it makes them do. But then there was a time where when you came home in the roster community, they weren't sure if they would welcome you back because of your dealings, your alleged dealings with cocaine. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell it
8: this. I don't do far for some guy with tall here, you know, because most of them feel like a long time ago. They most them feel themselves and feel the use and feel the community was looking at that community years ago. So I don't really care about that, because who know I, know I I's a ganja man, straight. So we don't really knock them, we don't really have no vibe against no one, because if the wicked can do that to me and me can forgive them, why me can't forgive my brother? They can't say none to me if me hate them or separate me from the love from them.
6: Why do you think they try to put that on you? That you, that you have a cocaine habit?
8: Well, because there's two ways to destroy a man. If you go and attack him a at character first, then you move him for the ultimate kill. Now when you destroy him character, is that if you put him in a pedophile, he's done for. Easy kill. You put him at a coke head, you know, he's done for because his words will not be taken to be of any weight. Mm-hmm. So these character assassinations, they proceed they come before them ultimate kill shot but the world is like that, because when you are persecuted, you shall see your friends and your enemies and your loved ones. You shall see everybody for who they are. Persecution, persecution is a revelation. You know? That's
2: right.
6: What, what are your thoughts on the racial divide going on in America right now, especially being that your music has always uplifted and instilled pride in the, the Afro- The
8: racial divide has also affected. I am, a, I am a victim of the racial divide. You know? I was sent to prison. In the United States of America and trumped up charges with faulty, um, through um jury woman, corrupt judge, corrupt prosecutor, corrupt agent, corrupt um drug dealer, with them put by me for try to get me mixed up in them in them drugs business. So it's wicked, it's a wicked, wicked, wicked system predominantly screwed towards the destruction of the black race and the black mass. But I think personally. As black people, we've been too passive for way too long and we allow a lot of things to take place. We are we've lower freedom because we in America, most people in America think, oh, this it's not happening to me, it's okay. I don't know that that's how they talk. When we start thinking collectively that the pain of one black man is the pain of all, and the suffering of one is the suffering of all, we have unity. We need economic change, we need sustainable growth, sustainable development, proper living infrastructure, proper schools
3: funding we need so much things as a people and it's so sad i wanted to ask you this earlier when you were talking about music that you could play in the car in front of your kids are you okay with doing like wicked <laughs> and you <laughs> rather performing well, songs
8: no well i play them but i don't feel them from the children you know when them i grew up any song with me make when i can't play in front of my children was never played in my house
3: yeah, I heard though, I didn't know what uh, Wiki was when I used to listen to that, but I definitely used to sing along. Sounds
8: like those, they are not all of bras. That, that would be something suggestive, you know? Right. <laughs> so, those sounds are okay because I like people, I don't like, you must make the mind think.
6: Right. Let, me see, let me see what you're smoking, Bougie. Let me make sure you ain't smoking no Reggie over there. Make sure.
3: You're... A- oh, trust me. Reggie means real regular. That's what that means. He said, yes,
8: on, hey, "Make sure you got something decent."
3: Don't insult that man.
8: Charlamagne. Yes, sir. Listen up. I want to say something to you. You have a very great platform, and when I was locked up, the guys listen to you a lot. And I want to say, thanks for being such a vocal person for the black community there in America. But while you're being vocal, protect yourself because once you become vocal, you're a threat. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Trust me, I know. I want to ask you, Bougie. What do you think this moment is for, man? Like
6: everything that's going on in 2020, the the, the coronavirus, you know, the the way it's people. An
8: what do you think this is for? It's an awakening, the recalibration of mankind. What I, what I find strange, though, Charlemagne, is the fact that now they want you to wear a mask into a bank, and before you wear a mask. <laughs> <to them.
6: laughs> it feels like a setup, right? <laughs> What, what what other books had a, a a big impact on you when you when you was were uh, in, in that gated community? Check
8: out the Nagamadi text. The Nagamadi text. And read from selected utterance and speeches of his imperial majesty. So, I mean, I read a wider range of books. I've always been an avid reader because I know that's where it is written, in a volume. And because it is written in a volume, my brothers, they don't want to take up a book. They want to take up a bottle because the volume is on it too. So... We who know know that they won't give it to us. We gotta go search and find it, whatever we want—the truth, the knowledge. Gotta get up off our lazy ass and stop letting the news. We have to start be critical thinkers, independent thinkers, bounce ideas off each other, without arguing and taking sides and becoming bitter enemies over positions. Right. So it's a time for us to go back to who we were as a people. Return back to our, our God. Try find Him. Try seek Him. Because we have gone a warring after strange and Luciferian entities. So, be still, my people. and know that the Lord live, you understand? And all these things must come to pass, because if it was not so, our father would not have told us so.
3: So we will live to see this world be right side up?
8: We will live to see this world right side up, sister. You see, wickedness cannot continue, you know, and injustice cannot continue, you know. We're making a stand, and we're, 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 we're lifting up our voice, and globally... They're rising up all the way across the world. When you listen to upside down, it is depicting exactly what's going on. And this album was made before all these things begin to unfold. Mm-hmm. So then again, I have to give thanks and praise to the true God of creation for the inspiration that He has blessed I with in this time for my people to comfort them, to to hold them meditation.
6: Yes, sir. you appreciate the conversation, my yes. brother.
8: Thank you so much, brother. Definitely yes. a pleasure. Alright. No goodness and mercy, guide and protect you all. And to all the people out there, I want you to know that love the Lord and stay in prayer, stay away from evil. Don't let the forces get you. Because when you get angry, bitter, feel the wickedness, go get your gun. It's only wickedness and badness ensues. So with that being said, brothers, thank you very much for the moment in time. My brother, blessings.
2: Peace. Peace, King. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning,
5: everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk August Alsina.
7: It's about time. What's going
3: on? Yeah. Rumor Report.
7: Rumor Report.
2: This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
3: Yes, yeah, so August Alsina was on Young Money Radio when he was talking to Lil Wayne, of course, about the entanglement situation. Now, here's what August Alcina had to say about why he even told his personal business.
4: As for what uh people may say or whatever, or if it's looking like I might I'm doing something for um, attention, absolutely, absolutely not. What's perplexing to me is that, you know, I never think it's anybody's uh business to know my, my yeah, business, exactly. right? And my exactly. person my personal Your my pers- personal yeah. business, right? But when my personal business starts to affect my lifestyle and my livelihood, mm. like I, I, I like I lost, you know, partnerships and deals behind mm. that situation because mm. it looked to the world as if August Alcina was some, you know, reckless New Orleans that I'm just pushing up on somebody's wife.
6: I mean he, he's doing it for publicity, but it's his story to promote. Like when you are an artist, all of your life experiences become promo. He's got an album out, he just did a song called Entanglement and released that. He's turning lemons into Beyonce's six album. It's fine. It is what it is. Yeah, well, the yeah t- but the song entanglement well, really has rust on it, right?
3: Yes, we're going to play some of that in a second. But what he's saying is not that. He's saying that he lost a lot of deals because of that relationship and people didn't believe him. So people thought he was just pursuing a married woman and it made him look bad. So he wanted to set the record straight on what really happened. And I don't
6: care why he did it. It's his story to tell. (laughs)
4: All right. And in in addition to to
3: that, he's saying that he did indeed have a conversation with Will Smith and did get his blessing, even though they're saying that's not true. Here's what he said.
4: Everything that I spoke on in my initial interview is and was and still is my exact truth. Mm -hmm. I sat and had a conversation as two men. We had a conversation and that's what it was. And I said we sat down as two men like, yo, boom, you have my love. You have my blessing, You'll be. and that's the situation as a whole.
3: All right, it sucks though that I'm sure everybody that does an interview now is that's going to be the hot topic. But he also oh, put I, out I, a do, song.
6: I I, I, I I do reference back mm. what Jada said in the red table talk interview though. Uh, nobody can give uh, the blessing except
2: for her.
3: Okay, and um, here's part of the Entanglement song in case you haven't heard it yet. And yes, Rick Ross is on the song also.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna
4: pull up you right look.
5: you you got the key. the to I don't
4: have
6: to That was Rick Ross's idea, actually. Rick Ross said that August should drop an album called um entanglement but, but he mm-hmm. just put out an album so why not put out a single and then put that single on the album that's the beauty of having those, those screaming services nowadays you can add records
3: that word entanglement boy let me tell you something that, that was is the right deep.
6: word though that wasn't mm-hmm. the, the, the word she used is actually the right word when you look up the definition of entanglement it is indeed uh, a complicated or compromising relationship or situation so technically that was the right word right yeah, and then
3: when, it's when definitely we definitely a it,
6: complicated relationship definitely
3: And when we did the interview, I said disentangle. So I guess it is an entanglement. So yeah, I guess that's the word people are going to be using from now on. That's crazy. All right. In addition to that, Kiki Palmer has broken her silence on what happened with Stray Ann, Sarah, and Kiki with the show being canceled. And she wrote, I want to speak on this simply because I hate the narrative that if you speak your mind as a black person, that you will in some way be punished. I have seen this going around, and at first I ignored, but in this climate, I realized this is a dangerous message to send to our generation and the generation coming up. If anything, my speaking out showed the corporations I work with how important my voice is and anyone that has a POV. reality is I was never signed to SSK as one would a seasonal show. The business is dynamic, and instead of thinking me as a series regular, see me as a brand that works with the corporation Disney, ABC News, and this particular show I was on is no longer. That does not mean the relationship I have with them dies. That means it evolves. I hate talking about business because it can seem a bit weird and gets quite technical, but when I see such fear-mongering comments, I want to speak out so that no one ever feels or thinks that speaking out will cost them their job. I'm sure it can and has before, but let's also recognize when it has not so she just wants to put a stop to that false narrative that because she was outspoken the show was canceled and she was taken off she said no that's not how it went
6: I agree with her you know what I'm saying because it is dangerous for people to think that you can't speak truth to power without being punished but let me tell you something even if truth to power is spoken and you get in trouble so what? It's good trouble word to John Lewis and if you lose something it's probably not for you anymore
3: all right well I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report
6: all right, thank you, Missy. Charlemagne, e. we got Donkey of the Day coming up? Yes, and uh, I need Senators Marco Rubio and Dan Sullivan to come to the front of the congregation. Would like to have a word with them, please? All right, we'll get into that next. Keep
5: it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time
2: for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day,
7: Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey, Ye-haw. Okay, Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches i been a lot in my
6: 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Donkey of the day for Monday, July 20th goes to Marco Rubio and Dan Sullivan. Two Republican senators, Dan Sullivan representing Alaska and Marco Rubio representing Florida. What does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about Florida kids? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. On a scale of one to gunplay, Marco's about a one and a half, but he represents Florida nonetheless. All right, drop one of clues bombs for my guy, Gunplay. Happy related born day to my cancer, brethren. I think his born day was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Now, back to Marco Rubio and Dan Sullivan. This weekend, when Representative John Lewis transitioned to his next assignment, the outpouring of love on social media, as you can imagine, was a lot. Everybody was showing the great civil rights icon John Lewis love and Marco Rubio and Dan Sullivan were two of those people. Marco Rubio posted a picture with the caption. It was an honor to know and be blessed with the opportunity to serve in Congress with John Lewis, a genuine and historic American hero. Dan Sullivan posted a picture with the caption, It was an honor to have served alongside John for a small portion of his impressive career of service and have joined him at the opening of the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture, a years-long effort of the congressman. Great captions, great words, great tributes, but there was
0: one problem
6: with both senators. Let's go to CNN for the report, please
0: here's what rubio originally posted rubio and sullivan were both uh, honoring the late john lewis talking about how inspiring a figure he was but they both posted a picture of elijah cummings cummings of course passed away last october uh, he's the last congressman to pass away before lewis
6: <sighs> a lot of similarities between john lewis and elijah cummings uh both black both bald-headed both politicians in the House of Representatives, both civil rights activists, both have, both have transitioned. But if you claim to appreciate someone so much in your caption, if it was such an honor to serve with a person, if you have such fond memories of a person, you should at least know what the hell that person looks like. Okay, if you thought Elijah Cummings was John Lewis, then who the hell did you think John Lewis was? I really think they do stuff like this on purpose. They probably bet like, hey, I bet you $200 you wouldn't post a picture of Elijah Cummins and say uh, R.I.P. John Lewis. And then he goes, well, I bet you $400 you won't post that same picture with the same R.I.P. John Lewis after I do it. I mean, come on, bruh. Black people only make up 12% of Congress. I believe it's, what, 52 black people that are currently African-American representatives in Congress. I I know the age-old stereotype is that white people think all black people look alike. Well, my question would be, if something is proven true, is it still a stereotype or just good old-fashioned truth? It's not even like y'all deal with black people all the time. So all you got to do is remember the black people you actually work with, guys. Come on. We all have cultural blind spots in regards to each other, but it's a big difference in having a cultural blind spot and not seeing the other person at all. If two senators don't know the difference between John Lewis and Elijah Cummings, then how invisible are the rest of us? (laughs) Do they see black America at all? What I saw this weekend with Rubio and Sullivan posting pics of Elijah Cummings and saying RIP John Lewis is just a harsh reminder that they don't see us even when they see us. Please let Remy Ma give Marco Rubio and Dan Sullivan the biggest hee-haw.
5: Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb.
6: Jesus. All right. Well, thank you for
5: that donkey of the day.
6: You, okay. Now, Envy, you had some action this weekend, right? You, 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 you texted me this weekend and said you um, was laying on top of a white man or something? Or I did not say, say I was
5: white. laying on top of a white man. I was yeah, riding about my a white bike. man
6: laying. Well, What's let about me riding t- and
5: laying? Here you go. I was riding my bike like I do. I usually leave about 7 in the morning on the weekends to get the ride so I could get back and the, the family still sleeping. And as I was riding my bike, you know, I usually ride through neighborhoods, which um, I don't live with huge mansions. And I'm riding through this one neighborhood, and I see this white guy laying on the ground in his driveway. His car door is open. He had a box of cigarettes on the floor, and I seen him laying there. So I pulled over, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, and he doesn't move. So I called 911, 911 which emergency. Hey, there's a gentleman, he's laying on the ground. He's not moving. So the 911 operator says, "Okay, well, can you walk over there and check to see if he has a pulse?" And I said, "Nope." And he says, "Well, why not?" I said, "Honestly, I'm a black man in this white neighborhood, and if I walk over to him and his family comes out and sees me standing over him or he wakes up, who knows? They might think I'm trying to rob him. I'm not. I'm not doing it." And it was like, "Okay, we'll send a police call. So I, you know, I, I turned around. I said, "All right, well, I'm getting out of here." Then I started to pedal, and I felt bad. I'm like, what if mm-hmm. he's choking? What if What if it's something where I could have just, you know, maybe rolled the ball?
6: You, want, you wanted to give him mouth to mouth. I didn't say that. I did not no, say he,
5: that. I didn't say that. I don't know. He was between 30 and 40, I would say. Between 30. I say Yeah, 30 you could be the 40. difference
3: of him living and dying.
5: Right. So I turned back around, and I was nervous, but I said, so, right. so I, I walked a little closer to him, and I just started yelling, yo, 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 yo. And then he kind of he woke up, and he looked frazzled. And I was like, look, bro, I was just riding my bike, man. I seen you laying here. And he just got up and then he went back in. But... What was it, cocaine? I don't know
6: what it was. White I don't know if mansion he was drunk or he was it Sounds like cocaine to me. You stupid. It was a heat don't. wave
5: too, right? Wasn't there a heat wave? Yeah, but this was 7 in the morning, so it wasn't that hot yet. It was like, you know, 85 degrees, 86 degrees. Drunk.
6: What was wrong with yeah, him? Something could, clearly
5: wrong with him. Could have been drunk, whatever it was. But... You know, I felt bad because I would not. At first, there was no way I was going over to him. I was like, I'm just not. Like, the the way the world is right now, I was more concerned with myself <laughs> being getting back home than the worried about him who could have been dying. Like, he could have been choking. He could have been having a seizure. We don't know. I don't know.
3: You could have put yourself so on question, live. Like, just so y'all see what I'm doing, I'm walking over here. Well, yeah,
4: but that don't do mean that up either, in though, because you don't want to buy. I
3: you
5: I don't know. Wanna, you don't <laughs> no, I, buy, like,
3: know, I the get it. But that's what, that's what people do nowadays. They go on live just to make sure.
5: Yeah, so uh, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. What would you do in that situation? You ride in your bike. You see a, a guy laying on the ground. It doesn't look good for him. His car door's open. He's he got a, a box of cigarettes on the floor. I'm like, what do you do in that situation? Do you ring the doorbell to see if his family gets up? Do you try to wake him up? Do you check for a post? Or you do what I did. Call 911 and be like, I'm out. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast Club.
5: DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. we are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, uh, we were talking about uh, my ride over the weekend. Now, if you don't know, I got Riding it, and laying.
6: That's what this story is it. about.
5: Hashtag riding and laying. Go. No, it's not. I was riding my bike. I usually ride around 7 in the morning while the house is sleeping. So I'm riding my bike. I ride through nice areas, look at huge mansions. It's just something that motivates me. I enjoy and as I was riding in one of these neighborhoods, I looked over and I see a man laying on the ground. His car door was open. He had a box of cigarettes on the floor and he was passed out, it looked like. So I I yell, yo, 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 nothing. So I called 911. Hey, 911, what's your emergency? I told them the address. There's a man laying here on the ground. They said, well, can you check for a pulse? I said, no. They said, well, why not? I said, honestly, because I'm a black man in this white neighborhood. And if I walk over to him and his family comes out or he wakes up, he might think I'm trying to rob him. I don't know. I'm not. So y'all come get him. And I got on my bike and I started to ride off. And then I kind of, I felt bad. I'm like, damn, I could have possibly saved this man's life. What happened if he was choking? If he had a a seizure and I could have just. You you could have gave him mouth to mouth, put him on his stomach.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, but,
5: yeah. Yeah, but maybe. Maybe give him mouth to mouth. Maybe help the, the, brother, the, the yeah, guy out. Put him on his
6: stomach, give him mouth to mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you yeah, don't put
5: him on his stomach from mouth to mouth. You just nah, said that.
6: You said, well, why you want to put
5: him on his stomach? Nah, because sometimes if you have food, you might have to put him on his stomach to, to throw the food out. I don't got know. You, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. This got guy right here you, with your fantasies. But anyway. Um, what are you talking about? I felt bad because I was like, damn, the first thing I... I the first thing I thought of was not to help this individual that was there was to be like, damn, I'm in this neighborhood and I might be looked at it the wrong way. So I'm answering, open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. What would you do in that situation? Let's start with you, Charlamagne. What would you do in that situation?
6: I would have minded my black ass business. I would have called 911 as I'm peddling away from the scene of what could be a crime. Okay, and and said, hey, there's a man passed out in the driveway of such and such neighborhood. They know the neighborhood is a nice neighborhood. I'm sure you said there's a bunch of mansions there. So that means the police will be there in two seconds. And no, I wouldn't have felt bad. I wouldn't have felt bad at all because I understand my place in the ecosystem. And as a black man, if I'm in the driveway of some white man, when that white man is passed out in the driveway and I'm standing over him and, and I already know how that looks. white people because i know how they see us so guess what if that man dies or something is really wrong with him and you didn't provide help guess whose fault that is america's because this wicked white supremacist system doesn't allow you the freedom to simply go help that white man without fearing something could go wrong just because you're black and he's white so i think you handled it the right way Personally. Well, I did go I would, back I would,
5: and, and I did I got a little close and I and I yelled again and and it frazzled him and he woke up. But you know the first thing I was like, nah, I'm not going over there. What would you do? Ye? I wouldn't
6: have did that. I wouldn't have went over there and yelled at him because what if you'd have yelled at him and he just looked up and said, oh black man, and pulled out a gun? Pow! you're right. I got time for that? I'd have kept you I'd i kept pedaling and dialing nine one one as I'm riding away from the scene of what could be a crime. Yeah I will
3: definitely call nine one one. I think. I mean, that's a hard one to say, you know, but I feel like my instincts would have had me try to help in any way possible I don't believe and stay you. there. I, would. I
6: don't believe you. I saw right an interview it. one time where Angela Yee said, uh, my mom and dad told me I could never leave my stoop in <laughs> Brooklyn. So I was sitting on my stoop and one day my friend was getting jumped, but I didn't help because I couldn't leave my stoop.
3: Well, she didn't get jumped. It was a one-on-one fight. Oh. But, and it was my neighbor that was doing it. She wasn't dead. I didn't think she was dead on the ground. And I was <laughs> like, and I was like seven years old. <laughs> my but I think now, I think now you don't want somebody to die. would have felt terrible. So I would have yeah, called 911 and I would have stayed until they got there. But I understand it's different. Like I'm a woman, so I don't know if they would have come. If- first instinct within to think I did something who knows I can't say right. but I also think women might have a different type
6: of instinct as a all black right. man we got a different type of instinct too and our instinct says oh white man in the driveway man down 9 one uh, I'm riding through this neighborhood on my bike uh, I just passed this such-and-such such house there was a man in the driveway could you go back and check on him nope I'm black he's white I don't know what the problem is I don't want nobody to think I did anything but this is the address have a nice all day. right well- well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello,
4: who's this? Hey, man, what's up, bro? This is Tim.
6: Hey,
5: what's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on? Good morning, guys. What, what would morning. you do in that situation, bro? You're riding your bike. You see a man passed out, a white man passed out on the ground. You're yeah. black. Do you go help?
4: Keep it moving. Man, no. Nah. Man, I fell on my back and kept going. Ain't like I ain't see one thing, man.
3: You wouldn't even call 911? <laughs> no,
4: no. Nah. Look, look, I'm going to say a prayer. Keep going. Damn That's it,
6: man. I'll call 911 you want to. Why you, you can't be mad at this man that's that's what happens when you're a black man in america we don't have the freedom to simply go help that white man without fearing something could go wrong that's america's fault i don't i'm not i'm, I'm not mad at this brother for feeling that way
5: 800-585-1051 i was riding my bike i seen a, a white man he was laying on the ground he looked like he was passed out what would you do in that situation hashtag i call police riding hashtag lane you better stop it. I, I I called the police, but they asked me to check for a post, and I wouldn't because I'm like, if I if I go over there and I'm standing over that man, and his family comes out and sees me, what are they gonna think? I'm trying to rob him, you know? If he wakes yep. up, what is he gonna think? I'm trying to rob him, so I wouldn't. Yep. I was like, nah, I'm not I'm not doing it. Like, I called police. You better hurry up over here. What would you do? 800-585-1051 is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time.
2: Call 800 585
5: 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a situation over the weekend. I was riding my bike and uh, I was riding through a, a neighborhood where huge mansions, where I like to ride because I just like to look at different things when I'm riding. And there was a man passed out on the ground. His car door was open, his cigarettes were on the floor. And um, I called 911. I like, first, I yelled. He didn't move. I called 911. They said, check for a post. I said, no. They said, why? I said, because I'm a black man in this white neighborhood. And if I'm standing over him, who knows what he's going to think, you know? Uh, what would you do in that situation? Would you do it? I left, and then I went back, and I felt bad. I went back, and I just started yelling, yo, yo, yo. And then he kind of, fra- like, he got frazzled and woke up. But well, what would you do? Hello, who's this?
7: Charlene. Now, Andy, hey, she- you know, I understand your concerns and things like that, but uh, you know, we don't leave people on the side of the roads like that. You know what I'm saying? It's good that your conscience told you to go back. Uh, but uh, don't do that. Don't be leaving people like that no, no. more. Uh,
3: so, See, I told you, women, we re- we react no. differently. I think. Yeah. You know how
6: many police? You know how many police officers have killed the black person who called the police because something was wrong? You know how many? Pe- you know how many yeah. people who have been the victim who became the victim? at the hands yeah, of the yeah. police. They
5: don't look would, at us in that way. All I was doing is riding my bike, and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, what if they thought I tried to rob him? Or like the lady the other day, uh, she was riding her bike, and they called the police on her, and the guy said, yeah, she was looking at to, to see what garage doors were open. Nah, I, this is, I got five kids and a wife to take care of. I got a family, and I'm, I'm not playing around. I, I called the police, and, you know, I was scared. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm not helping somebody out. I, I honestly don't know what's gonna happen next. Nope
7: that was the right thing to do and your fears were justified. It was a good thing to call the police but me and myself being a woman I think I would have went over and walked over to them.
3: I, okay. I, I think the things you. we have to worry about aren't the Thank same you, as the things that you have to worry about.
6: That is not true. Black Black, black women have gotten I killed mean, by police officers, attacked by police officers when they've called the police. There's been stories like that in the news recently. A black woman calls the police because something happened at a location and then the cops come over there and arrest the woman or uh, assault the woman. That happens all the time.
3: I just think with our instincts, first of all, I think if it's a woman and a man, you, and a man's laying on the ground and a woman calls the cops, I don't think instinctively like they'll think we overpowered a man. You know, the way, the same way that it happens with the black man, I don't think it happens. Not saying it never happens, but I don't think it's the same.
5: Yeah, see, but, see, but if you flip it, right, and, and I thought about this too, right? Let's say, Charlemagne, your daughter's outside on the floor and you see a white guy leaning over your daughter. You don't know what happened. What's your first reaction? It ain't going to be like, hey, what's going on? You're going to tackle him. If you got your pistol, you might shoot at him because all you're thinking about is somebody that knocked your daughter on the floor, Correct.
6: Man, yes, and I don't know why y'all keep acting like uh, black people have the freedom to simply go help, help that white man without fearing something could go wrong. It happens all the time just because somebody is black and just because that person is white. Always. like, There's so many stories about that, that in the news about situations like that that go left. People call the police because they're the victim, and then the police come, and then they become the victim.
7: No way. Let's go, Let's go to another line. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, man? It's Zo calling from Hampton,
1: Virginia. Shell Road, man.
5: 757. What's up, Zo?
1: All right. Ain't a whole lot, man. Hey, look. Similar story to that, man. Um, You know, a couple of years ago on my way to work, I uh, the sun had just come up, man, and I just, ha- just so happened to find a gun. You know, side the road, picked it up. You know, first, I'm thinking, leave it alone. You know, mind my business. But, you know, I'm thinking I got kids. I'm a coach. You know, this could be the one that take one of these young kids away from here. You know, so... You know, man with no record, I say I'm going to call a non-emergency number, man. I called a non-emergency number, and I told them before they arrived to the job, hey, I'm a black man. The job looked at me sideways, you know, like, why are you telling them that? You know, but mind you, who I work with, you know, so, and the police show up, you know, they look at the gun, they get serial numbers, and they say, hey, okay, thank you, sir, we'll take your phone number down. Better believe they called me at the end of that day about four thirty and asked me to come in with my ID, fingerprint me, mugshot me, you know, all behind me finding this mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah. You, you know, and so and that could have went left. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. what had happened with this gun. You you, you know what I mean? But I'm right. thinking of the kids, man. You know, I'm you know what I'm saying? Me, yep. I'm thinking of this could be the one to take my own kid away from here. You know, now mind you, the mentality. 20 years ago, they'll be like, oh, man, you know, here's a lick, you know, but now it's different, you know. And right. so, but that that incident embarrassed me more, you know, than me being arrested because I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing, but now I have to go turn myself in, not turn right. myself in, but mugshot me, fingerprint me, ID me, stay in contact. And I ask them to do one thing. When you find the right for owner, because it comes back clean. When you find the owner... Could you contact me? Never did it happen. You know, never did the owner contact me. Not looking for anything, but at the same time, just you know, this is what happened for finding your pistol. You know, and so again, um, you know, similar to what what Envy was saying earlier, you don't know what to do in certain situations like that. You know, and and that of. Uh, <laughs> mind, you, mind your black yeah, ass business. business you're right okay, fella, you... man you know but again i'm thinking of the kids i'm thinking of my yep. area i'm thinking of who i am as a person you understand what i'm saying so you know most of the time that thing probably would have been picked up and would have went through dick tom and Harry hands but i tried to do the right thing and it led back to me getting fingerprinted yeah. and the whole nine man and you, you know, know what's crazy about that
5: that, that, was... that happened to me uh in a similar situation, I was leaving a club one night on Queens Boulevard, and there was a guy laying on the floor. He, he got, it was a hit-and-run accident. And I called the police, and um, I told them exactly, hey, there's a guy laying on the floor, and they did the same exact thing. They wanted to know. They wanted to see my car to see if I hit him. They wanted me to come down for questioning and all that. And they got to the point, I'm sitting there like, I'm trying to help somebody, but you putting me through the ringer like I'm, I'm, I'm
6: the you one that did why? it. why? Because when you're black in America, a black man in America... You're always a suspect. And the funny part is, it's white people listening to The Breakfast Club right now and can't believe we wouldn't help this person in the driveway as if the system is designed to be fair to us. You have no idea what it is to be black in America. Your experience in America is totally different than ours. That is totally different than ours. And that is absolutely one of those times while, yes, you may want to do the right thing, but you always got to think about the white thing. And that white thing is systemic racism and white supremacy. And that's the mindset black people have to have in this country just to survive. You don't have the freedom to simply just go help. No, mm-hmm. you don't. Sorry, not in that, not in that situation. The situation you were in, absolutely not. Riding through a a, a neighborhood that's probably predominantly white, a white yep. man passed out in his driveway. Your black ass on a bike at six in the morning. You already look suspicious, okay? Little, little biker shorts on. You know <laughs> what I'm up. saying? <laughs> six up, six in the morning. What the hell? What the hell are you doing riding a bike? Well, did serious? the cops
3: did ever call you, you? Did the cops ever call you back after
5: that? No. Well, the cop pulled up, and when the cops pulled up, I you know I told them what happened. And I said the guy woke up. I mean, the guy got up, and the cop was like, well, you, you know, show me what house. I'm like, well, it's the house make a right, and then you first left. And then I took off. I mean, as soon as you call the police, they have your number. So, right. I mean, it, it's not a problem. They, I, don't, I don't know what happened. The guy woke up. I, I just kept it
6: moving. I got out of Dodge. It's America's fault, man. It's this wicked white supremacist system. doesn't allow us the freedom to simply just go help that white man without fearing something could go wrong. Just because uh, we're black and they're white. It's just the way it is. Sorry. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way.
3: Let's talk about Megan the Stallion. She has spoken out after getting shot twice in the foot and we'll tell you what she's saying right now on Twitter. All, All right. Listen, we'll that's get in-
6: another prime example. Megan the Stallion shot in the foot. They had her get out the car, put her hands up in the air and walk backwards and she's bleeding. Yeah. I thought that was crazy.
5: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get into that. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
2: This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
3: So by now, we all know that Megan Thee Stallion was shot in the foot. Uh, two times well she went on Twitter to address what was going on and I know we discussed this up here and I was saying I'm sure she's very traumatized by everything and is not ready to speak on it but she will when she's ready and she tweeted out black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own it might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized so people have been making all kinds of memes and jokes but it's not funny
6: Well, social media is not the place for sympathy. And that is the truth to the matter. And we got to stop acting like social media is the real world. And I I, I totally understand, you know, what it is that she's going through. But if she's going to social media thinking that anybody's going to be on there giving her prayers and support, that will be few and far between between the memes and the jokes. That's just the reality of life.
3: Right. Right. I don't think and she hasn't been extensively talking about anything on her social media. I guess she let people know because they were saying she got arrested. So she wanted to set the record straight on that. And then with this as well, you know, it is so hopefully that made some people think, You're right, it's not funny. Someone a black woman gets shot in the foot and that could have ended tragically for her. So, you know, just check y'all jokes. All right. And uh, t Payne in the meantime, went on social media and he said, all right, so what's the temperature on Tori? Because I was just about to drop a song with him and Todd Dollisheim. And so I guess after everything that happened with Tori Lanes and nothing's been confirmed yet. But yeah, what is a lot the temperature of people said no. Tory?
6: Is it a heat wave? What is, what is, what is the temperature on Tori? I don't know. We don't really know what happened. Right. Yeah,
3: until we know what happened, you know, we can't say right now there's allegations, there's rumors. But this true story has not come out yet. And they say that Meg Thee Stallion is not cooperating with authorities on that part. So,
6: I still want to know why police had Megan Thee Stallion exit the car with her hands up and walk backwards while she was the one shot in the foot. I still don't understand yeah, how of crazy. gets treated like a suspect. I don't get it.
3: All right. Now, Nick Cannon, they're saying his daytime talk show is getting postponed. After all of the controversy that he's been in, they said it won't premiere in the fall as originally planned. It's been shelved now until fall 2021, about a year after its original premiere date in September. They said, after conversations with Nick, we do believe that his public comments don't reflect his true feelings and his apology is heartfelt and sincere. We want to continue the healing process as he meets with the leaders of the Jewish community and engages in a dialogue with our distribution partners to hear their views. We are standing by Nick and our hope that by fall 2021, he will be able to use extraordinary talent and platform to entertain, enlighten and unite his audience on the Nick Cannon talk show.
6: That's good. Council culture over cancel culture.
3: All right. In the meantime, Nick Cannon was on social media and he shared a photo of himself and Ryan Bowers, a, uh, a rapper who reportedly committed suicide. And he wrote, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, 2020 is definitely the most FW I've ever witnessed. After waking up and barely rising from my own dark contemplation of continuing my physical existence on this planet, this powerful warrior actually had the balls to do it.
6: Yeah, th- that's horrible. And, and that one line right there, that 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 bothered me. Like, it bothered the balls me, to like, do you know, it? Th- 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 yeah. And I, I don't like yeah, that. The young man committed suicide. I don't like that. Nick Cannon is contemplating suicide. I, I, as I said earlier in the show, I pray for the spirit of suicide off um off everybody. And I want everybody to go out there and, and seek therapy and healing. But yeah, I don't like that. Uh, had the balls to do it. Yeah. I didn't. I I didn't. I, I didn't like that. But that's coming from somebody who who is thinking about
5: suicide and he feels like he does not have the balls to do it so he's coming from a side of feeling hurt and feeling like I want to do it but i I just can't so that's he's coming from a side of hurt it's not coming from a side of anything else but that
6: uh, why not why not have the balls to live you know what I'm
5: saying like because he's hurt and, he, he, and he's thinking about suicide you know what I mean he is he's, he's coming from I a just- place of being hurt he's coming from from a dog place
6: yeah I just don't like that that term had the balls to do it because it almost makes it sound like it was Something good to do, you know no, because when he's you feeling
5: say, like I don't say, have he. He's feeling like I don't have the balls to do it. He's like, you know, what I mean, he's almost saying, I, I, had, "I No, no, that is good, but <laughs> that's, that's what the, that's the side he's coming from, though. You know, what I mean, no, I he's it. coming from
6: that not side. Even,
3: he's venting, he's not, so yeah. that's his feeling. Yeah. All right, now Chris, well, I'm Rocks praying got for his... healing
6: for everybody, man. Everybody go to therapy. There's a lot Absolutely. going on. Yeah. Yes, and,
3: and Chris. I just got his first tattoo at the age of 55. So he was with his 16-year-old daughter, and she got a matching tattoo as well, and they shared photos of the experience on her Instagram stories. You I guys have all tattoos. have tattoos, so it's a I crown. <laughs> it's a small I king uh, logo. You do all of them?
6: All of them. I got Wolverine on my arm, holding a microphone, Wolverine from the X-Men. I got Charlemagne and old English letters. I got what's supposed to be evil. So it says, like, lust greed envy hate and it's all going up in flames and it says only you got my, my name eyes, on you you got envy
3: on wow. you uh, shut up. <laughs> i didn't know right that. after lust
6: <laughs> now, that, now 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 i will say my okay. never so deep tattoo uh means a lot to me cuz uh my mentor one of my, my one of my mentors dr robert Evans and his his son uh bless those are my partners love them to death but other than that i yeah i can get rid of all of these i i, I okay. actually do i am going to get rid of these one day actually when i get a all little, right, and little money and last I can, but not it just as a follow-up
3: from last week, uh, James Harden with that face mask that he had on that people were upset about, the Blue Lives mm-hmm. Matter mask, apparently he is saying he was not trying to make a political statement. He said, I honestly wore it just because it covered my whole face and my beard. It's pretty simple. So he did not know the symbolism behind it.
6: I knew that. Yeah,
3: yeah we, we figured way. that. Yeah, but he, that. he finally <laughs> said it from his own mouth. You know, it's just so people who were thinking that he was supporting that
6: can know. He did not know. That's why I said it right, got to uh, be it got to be council culture not cancel culture. Sometimes people just don't know. I, I looked I can tell James Harden didn't know what the hell he had on his face. I didn't even know what he had on. Did y'all know what he had I on? Nope,
3: I, I said didn't. that. bad. I know what it was. I was like I know I didn't know. He didn't know.
6: <laughs> All I right. No well I'm idea. Angela
3: Yee and that is your rumor report.
5: All right. Thank you Miss Yee. Now shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else the People's Choice mixes up next. Happy birthday to Pop Smoke. Today would have been our uh, Pop birthday, Smoke's 21st Smoke. birthday, I believe. It would have been 21. That's crazy.
6: Let me tell you something. When you hear stories like that, you better understand that age is a blessing. Okay? All you people out there that be lying about your age, you better give yourself them goddamn years because Pop Smoke didn't make it to 21. Think about right. that, man. Where would you have been in life if you would have passed away at 21 years old and got killed at, at, at 20? Come on, man. God bless Pop Smoke. and And, and remember, age is a blessing. You should, be, you should be counting every single year. Get as old as you possibly can. That's right. So let's start the mix off with some pop smoke. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
5: Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to Buju Bonton for joining us this morning.
3: Yes. New album is out now, Upside Down.
6: Very, uh, very, very good interview. I, I enjoyed having conversations with my man, Buju. Buju seems. Uh, Seems like he's tapped into a higher level of consciousness, and mm-hmm. that's what we need right now.
3: Yeah, yes, so and Charlotte, that album tell Shiloh movie. the anniversary, they just celebrated that too. So, and it went gold. 25, mm-hmm. what is it, 25 years later?
5: 25 years later. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the
6: people? I do, and the positive note of the day comes from the great Harriet Tubman. Okay, Harriet Tubman once warned everybody: never wound a snake, kill it before it kills you. Breakfast Club,
4: bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?